Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lifelong Learner. How are we doing this morning, fellas? Really good. Really good. I'm I'm down in sunny Melbourne and two degrees out there when I was doing my walk and talk this morning. You look quite rugged up, mate. I am still, I've just come in and I'm still rugged up. Um, and I'm, I've remained rugged up because we've got a gardener due to arrive right at the house and gardener. To venture out and, uh, and give him directions. Oh, no, no more, uh, no Logan as your gardener. How'd the, I thought you had a, that contracted out, mate. The great man. He's, uh, he's off working some other bloody crowd. Uh, and he's not around. Just a lot more fulfilling work, you know. People are just moving to things that worthy, worthy jobs, right? So obviously, your gardens weren't worthy of his time, mate. No, right. He learned there. That was the stomping ground, Janesh. He honed his skills, and now he's moved on to other people's gardens. And yeah. Benny's left rugging, rugging himself up, and going out and gardening. Mm. Are you the gardener? Is, is that what this is? <laughs> you just have compartmentalized it. You have no, to no, now I, get actually, I actually have a gardener. I actually have a gardener. Oh, okay. He's due to start a newbie. Uh, we're going to be away for a few weeks, mm. well, months. And so we've organized a gardener to come in and, and do the gardening. Um, Very cool. But Maddie, enough about me. I'm, I'm curious. You're out, where, where are like, you? You're out camping, four-wheel driving, you're bushman, but that doesn't look very bush. No, we're not in the – I don't – have I told you where I am? I'm in Lombok. I'm in Indonesia now. You have, you have gone to Indo. Yeah. Weren't so the you car, just there? Now you've just gone again. <laughs> we were here two months ago. Yep. And then we went to Exmouth. So we drove up from Perth all the way up to Exmouth. We did that. And then Kat and I have just been chatting so much about this place. So we ended up turning around and coming back. And so the car's in Perth. And we're back over here. What's happening it's with the quiet. car? Oh, it's the same. It's 6 a.m. here. No, no. The what's happening with the car? Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, we um, we met a couple of people in, uh, not Exmouth, in somewhere, mm. somewhere south. And they're legends and they've lent us um, their garage. And we've just garaged our car at their place. Um, Road to Adventure is the name of their company and they're the ones with the hostel on wheels. They've got two buses. They take eight people on each bus and each bus tows a four-wheel drive and they just do epic trips around Australia. So, yeah, that, that's a little shout-out for them, Road to Adventure. Um, Legends, they've let us just put our bus in their bus station and it was 20 minutes to the airport from there and, and now we're here. We're back in Lombok. So, well, I'm in Lombok, Pat's in Bali, in Ubud, and, and here we are. Mm. That's really good. Very good. Beautiful weather. Nice. Amazing. 31 degrees outside, 31 degrees in the water. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a really amazing energy out there. It's lifting. There's people arriving. There's the backpacker in the street doing this, holding their backpack, looking for somebody to help them, there's scooters and bikes and dogs and yeah, it's a really cool. I've been here four days, and um, yeah, the energy's changed. Everyone's so happy, smiles. Mm. People are stopping to talk to you because they've just had nothing. They've been living on on farms, no white people to speak to. It's just a really exciting time. Do you feel the difference from two months ago when you were there? Yeah, 
hundred, maybe maybe two hundred percent different yeah, wow. mm-hmm. in people and attitude. Just mm-hmm. every single person is just so excited for what's mm-hmm. coming, and a lot of um, a lot of hope now. Whereas before, it was almost um, this this hope, but almost like is this a false sense of hope kind of vibe? Like we've been we've been doing this for so long. Um, and it was Ramadan as well. So it's always very quiet during that period. Um, but yeah, really, really exciting. I've taken up a new sport. Is that falling? Is that falling? falling. Is that your new sport? Falling. I don't know if you can see my wrists. I need a Cairo. Well, this wrist won't even bend at the moment. Look at this. Oh, I am skating in a bowl. It's a young man's game. Yeah. You fall into concrete. It's not fun. But when you don't fall, you glide and just effortlessly fly around these bowls. It's amazing. But it's hard on the body. Mm. So mm. I'm going to have a, yeah. I have to have a couple of days off. These kids just fall, bounce, get up and keep going. And You're trying to keep up with oh, them. I'm trying to keep up with them. I'm actually I'm – actually, ahead of them at the moment, but now I'm hiding in my hotel room for multiple days while I heal. They're like, oh, he's, you're crazy. So brave. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I get into the hotel room. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Cuts, I- cuts all over the body from surfing. They, do you know what they use here? It tripped me out. It's, on, it's next to my bedside table. It's called placenta cream. Okay. Placenta cream, ten percent. It's meant to be antibiotic. Ten percent placenta. Who's placenta? Well, I don't know. It's not my placenta. <laughs> Weirder. Huh? You're you a doctor, sure? surely. Sure? Like, go and grab it. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bio. Hazardous. Placent- placenta. Bio- placenta. Oh, placenta extract. Bioplacenton. Wow. Oh, it's got the. Oh, Benny, look at the, uh, the, le- the the milligrams on each one. It's quite quite fascinating that you're. Is it working, Matt? You know what? I don't judge. Is it work? Is it working? It works. It works. It's amazing. Does it really? Yeah, so one of the big issues with cuts here is that they just get infected because yeah. of, there's so much dirt in the air and it creates like a, a, a false skin over the top of the, um, the wound and then it dries out and cracks off and then you just put another layer on. And I think it has anti, um, it's antibiotic. Mm. It's definitely been helping for sure. Mm. But when I saw it, I'm like, I said, oh, do you have any antibiotics? He goes, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea for you to have them. And he handed me this. I'm like, no, we're not understanding each other, man. <laughs> this can't be right. How long, how, how long are you in, uh, in Lombok for, Matty? Um, we're here for two months, and you and I are chatting about whether we're going to cross paths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because cats, um, cats, 
Christian calling and yeah. obviously she's been in Lombok now twice, mm. overseas trip twice, and she hasn't been home. Oh, yeah. So she's, she's feeling house. the heat. Yeah, she's feeling the heat. So mm. her parents are thinking of flying. Her dad said he'd fly over, but we oh, won't wow. be back in Melbourne. So I was saying, why don't you just go there? He's happy to pay for her to fly out. So she might leave in September and go to America. Oh, uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, in which case I might extend and stay in Lombok and link up with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're in uh, we're in Nusa Dua at the end of August, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because we're meant to leave on the 24th of August, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would just extend for another month yeah. and then go home maybe. Yeah. Something to chat about for sure. Yeah, nice. And but why, why are you coming home, Matty? Why aren't you just staying there and getting – getting your resort up and running and that's a good point mainly because of the car the van that we've got in perth um and we just planned this trip for like two years and so there is some stuff we still want to see so the plan is go go back in two months try and get some real big wins some infrastructure stuff set up and some agreements laid down then go back finish off the trip get back in end of september Stay home October, November, December. We're going back to America. And they've got a wedding. You've met Pablo. I've got a wedding in Colombia. Then come back, work in January, leave in February. That's the plan. I've got to sell my ute as well. Mm. Mate, you've hold on, held on to that thing for way too long. I don't think so, Jinesh. I think I think it's going to make some money. <laughs> With the fuel prices, mate. People, you're going to pay people to take that thing off you. Mm. That's true. <laughs> speaking of, I'm gonna have to sell it with a full tank. <laughs> speaking of fuel prices, uh, um, inflation, mm. interest rates going up again as well. Yeah, dude, like I'm, I'm a little a, removed from it because we just we just don't. There's really, a war, mate. We have the mortgage. You know, we probably earn enough that you know. Thinking about the price of food isn't isn't a big challenge for us. Um, and it's interesting how we kind of adapt, you know, like $2 mm. for fuel now. Well, it's just $2 for fuel. Yeah. It's like two forty the other day that I pumped for, and I was like, well, how, when did it get to two forty? Yeah. But I saw on uh, I saw on the, on the news the other day, a, a average home, somehow $611,000, the average mortgage, $611,000, um, with the increase in interest rates that we've just had, um, people are paying an extra four hundred and fifty bucks a month. Wow! It's a decent, like twenty grand a year. Decent extra bit of bit of coin. That's actually um, quite a bit. Yeah. Twenty grand a year over ten years. That's two hundred grand. Four hundred a month. Four hundred a month. Not oh, four hundred a month. Yeah. Four hundred a month. Yeah. Um, Still a lot. There's a few houses in that price, but there's a lot of houses where people have borrowed a million. Yep. Uh, It's a lot of extra money. You know, it's 200 bucks a week extra you've got to come up with. Or like change your habits, right? You're changing. Will they change habits quick enough? Yeah, but you get like that's only only, um, one and a half percent increase over this Mm -hmm. last year. Yep. What happens if we have. Another one and a half percent, because current interest rates are now at, um, you know, the um, 
the uh, reserve bank rate or whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Cash rate. Yeah. All, all your first-term buyers go under. They lose their house. What's it? One and then the- seven five. Like mm-hmm. I remember borrowing at 17% when I first graduated. So what happens if it goes to 3%? Yeah. They're done. 5%. Done. So what are we thinking about that? Like I'm, I'm curious to you guys. What are you – what are you – what's – is it affecting you guys? Are you seeing a change in mm. people's behaviour yet? Mm. I'm moving to Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Dinesh? by the way, I hear is looking at bringing in a nomad visa. Mm. Yeah. It hasn't been uh, brought in yet, but there's conversation around that. Interesting. I haven't heard about that. No. Yeah, so you can live in Indonesia for five years tax-free. Mm. Tax-free. As long as you earn your money outside of the country, uh, it's tax-free in the country. So, but is, are you going to get taxed in the other country? Well, I, you can obviously set up a bank account, I imagine, <laughs> in Indonesia, in Bali, and your money goes into that bank account. Yep. So I'm not sure how that actually works. I don't know whether it's a tax haven. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. What's tax that. evasion? I know that um, my business gets taxed twenty percent. It's still better to run a business over here than it is. Like tax is less here than it is over there. I guess though, when you look at it, you don't have any of the road infrastructure, rubbish bin, mm. blah, blah blah blah. Although you pay for bins in Australia, but there's no hospital system. There's no healthcare system. Over yeah, there. no public health system. Yeah, that's so, it. And so twenty percent goes. What is it? Thirty-three percent? Oh, I don't know what it is. So, yeah, mm. but I'm all right with that. Mm. Just use my placenta cream, mate. But I've just googled that in the background, and uh, what have you come up with? Apparently, it's got uranium in it. That's why you can't fly it in Australia. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's why that glow that you're getting, mate. It's like that green glow. That's what the uranium's coming from. Uh, okay. I assume uranium isn't good for a human being. Um, well, we're to, um, it's got the pharmacology is uh, calcium alginate in mm-hmm. bioplacenton was derived from marine algae. So I think it's like plankton. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's actually placenton. Derived no, from marine okay. algae, where calcium alginate tulti came come into contact with the wound. The sodium ions from the wound exudate will get exchanged with calcium ions from the calcium alginate and form a hydrophilic gel at the wound surface, which will create a moist environment for wounds that will lead to the re-epithelialization and optimal granulation tissue formation. Whoa, there's a lot of Asians in there. That sounded like poetry. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, it sounds so- like it's good for burns or something. It's good for all those sorts of things. Uh, but I don't think it actually comes from the placenta. It actually comes from algae. Okay. <laughs> the placenta thing sounds way better. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, my mind went, yeah, there's, there's lots of babies. They grind up the placenta and yeah. they stick it in tubes and it's good. <laughs> okay. Algae. Well, that, look at them go. Yeah. They, yeah. See? Oh, I like it. Mate, why are you getting cut when you're surfing? How does that work? Oh, this, yeah, once you get to a certain level, and I follow the boys, I just go wherever they go. 
they they go to more adventurous spots where you have to climb out on rocks and leap out into the ocean. And I actually came in, went to this amazing spot, um, it's a little secret spot, and I came in about half an hour later than everyone else, so I didn't see how they got out of the water, and I just came back and cl- climbed onto the rock shelf and then tried to climb up, and a wave came, and so I quickly pushed off the rock to get away from the wave, and there was like a sharp stuff like under the water. One of those, one of those shells, like a, a mollusk, mm. and it just just a cut, maybe as long as my finger on your foot, on the heel, like oh. yeah, on the sole of my foot. Yeah, I was fine when it happened. It's now day three, and it's so painful yeah. just walking around. I need to wear that. You need to wear those wetsuit booties, mate, when you're entering in. Can't do it, mate. Can't do it. <laughs> I'd be laughed. I'd be laughed out of town. You, your shorts and your wetsuit booties as you're climbing over those rocks. Oh, look at this white fella. He's uh, in, in his booties. Yeah. They wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> they just wouldn't let me come. The next day, I wouldn't be invited. <laughs> so what's so uh, gold. What's been the highlight, mate, of your tri- of your trip so far? Whether it's mm. Bali or whether it's Perth, I'm curious because you know we're heading over that way. Oh, mate, I'm so excited to. Yeah, share. Xmouth was amazing, absolutely stunning. Esperance was a massive surprise. I didn't remember Esperance being as good as it was. Margaret River is beautiful. Um, there's so many. Janesh, would, you would love it. I, I don't know if you've been there, but there's so many little boutique everything, boutique whiskey, boutique cider, Boutique cheeses, boutique, boutique, boutique. Like mm. you just drive and there's these beautiful farms with beautiful fences and they just welcome you in and you can try all their things, you know. So that was boutique, crazy. Mate. What, does that, what does that mean, boutique? Well, I don't know. I just, small small batch, mate. Small batch. You yeah, I'm just making noises, batch. mate. It's like when you go into a knit-knacky shop and it's like you're not going to get – it's not mainstream. And why yeah, do this you is like small batch, and it seems like you like small batch alcohol and small batch food. I think because there's a like uh, a um, it's not it's massive, an artisan, right? mate. It's an artisan, yes. right? It's like someone's if it's like handmade, Passion. and it's like oh, mm. and it usually it's like maybe I think it's a story. Sometimes there's a story behind it. I was going to say sometimes the taste is better, not always. Mm. But uh, it's like the story. It's like the person in the store. And you meet the, the people, who, don't you? Yeah, who made that shirt or made that T-shirt. And like, oh, I will. And mm. it's like um, when we lived in Maine, there was all in Maine, in the Maine, uh, Portland. It was the main city in Maine there that um, had all this support local stickers, right? So in um, downtown um, Portland, no big name brands were allowed in. Mm. Right, there's only one that was, and I don't know how, um, and it was Starbucks. But the Versada Starbucks in the States is usually green and white. In Portland, Maine, they weren't allowed to have green and white signage all around. It had to match the town. Mm. And there was like still their sign, their small little sign, but it had to match the so- everything else. Like no big gaudy uh, signs and it was everyone did support, like support local. Uh, um, mm. Which was a really cool, really cool. They wouldn't go. There was no fast food in the town of Portland, like in like in the center. No McDonald's, no KFC, no no Taco Bell, not, none of that. Which was really really cool. Uh, Morandites tried to sort of model that that yeah. sort of strategy too. Just 
not allowing any of the big chains in there, mm. trying to push them out. We were like that in Mount Eliza. Uh, but two weeks ago, Domino's arrived. Oh, no. Once you let him one, goodbye, little. Weird. Um, Somebody's. I'm always interested when I go, you know, to somewhere boutique uh, like we were in South Yarra recently staying, and there's so many cool cafes, like just cool with really different food and, you know, all the Asian places to eat at and just all that going on down there. And I'd walk past um, Subway and people were sitting having Subway. Like why would you choose Subway when you could go to the boutique sandwich place yeah. next door and have like a real handmade, homemade kind of vibe mm. sandwich? People like their safety, security, predictability. Of what they know, right? They go, they go, I'm going to guarantee I'm going to get this, my meatball sub or my chicken teriyaki, six-inch, whatever. And they go, they know what it is. They're not going to be – they know either potentially quality or – And price. Price and too much choice. They got to go in and go, I don't know. I don't want to choose. I don't want to choose. I just know what I want. I'm going to go into this one place. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't – I'm not necessarily a fan. I think when you become a little bit more aware than you as well, you do start to make more choices, don't you, in all areas of your life. Mm. I literally deliberately now choose to go to the small business because I'm about to start a small business. Mm. So it would be like, what? Like it's just a natural choice now. Mm. And and sometimes you do sacrifice certainty. You know, you are like, oh, I, I really just want this pizza. But... They're like next door to each other, right? There's Domino's and then there's Presto Pizza. I'm like, I have to go to Presto Pizza. And sometimes you get disappointed. Sometimes you get pleasantly surprised. Mm. Now I go to Presto Pizza in Warrandyte. It kills it. Mm. Mm. Mate, there's been, um, interestingly, funny story. I still haven't worked it out. There's been this um, really uh, like sync synchronicity mm. lots of synchronicity i've just i've got this week where cats in ubud and i kind of promised myself i'd as opposed to spending all my time on the laptop and doing stuff i'd be out there and just connect and and play with the guys and catch up and go out um bobby's got a bar so two nights of the week saturday night and tuesday nights he um he's there running his bar um it's a ruster bar i've I spun fire cat and i have been learning well Cat spins fire. I've been learning how to do it. And so I was at the bar having a few drinks and Bobby said, oh, you've been spinning fire. I said, yeah, I'm learning how to spin fire. He's like, we have performers. Go, perform. I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm not performing. I'm not a monkey. He's like, come on, come on, just do one. I ended up doing that all night long. Um, Any burns? yeah. Yes. Mate, get your placenta cream. Get your placenta cream, mate. Get it on the bands. I just remember, you know, in the morning, um, Dan is a guy I met in um, uh, Geraldton. He taught us, he taught me how to make a fire stick. And he said, mate, now, whatever you do, whenever you're spinning fire, make sure you use the right stuff. Do not use petrol. Let me hear you say, I will not use petrol. I'm like, I will not use petrol. Well, in Indonesia, they don't have this GP 300 that burns <laughs> at, you know, zero degrees. All they have is petrol. So Bobby's like, come on, get on the stage. And I'm like, well, what am I going to spin with? He's like, here's the stick. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, stick. where's the GD? 
where's the special liquid? He's like, here's petrol. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> it's like the trifecta of bad decisions. And and whenever Kat does it, she's in, you know, special clothing that doesn't burn like wool or something. I'm in polyester, rip curl <laughs> singlet. It's a recipe for disaster. Had a lot of fun. Did catch on fire at one point. I'm spinning and someone's like, you're on fire. I'm like, I know I'm on fire. Let me go. My actual singlet was on fire. <laughs> so I'm tapping that out. It was madness. Right, um, that sounds very good. Now, I, I, you, I, I need to go right back to when you first said, Bobby's got a rust, rust bar. Rasta. Yeah. What is that? Rasta bar. Like rust like Jamaican. Yeah, Jamaican. Ah, got it. Yeah. So they play a lot of like Bob Marley, that kind of style of music, um, cocktails, fire spinning. Um, what else do they do? Guitar. You know, a lot of people sort of playing that kind of really chilled, yeah. um, more pre-drinking kind of environment really than a big party. But mm-hmm. they do a Friday, a Saturday night party as well. So there's been like a lot of like, Go, go, go. Surfing every morning, twice a day, skating, slacklining, you know, just the gym. I'm meeting all these new friends of Bobby's as well, as well like kind of getting brought into the fold even closer. Mm. And so I'm meeting just so many guys. And then there's crossovers because there's this, this big network. And so one of the guys that I want to build with, I keep hearing his name. I met a guy in the lobby called Neil, just chatting to him. He's about 65, really nice guy told me where to take my washing. I came back and it, we were chatting and he said, oh, I've heard, you know, after hearing a bit of the story, he said, oh, you should speak to my best mate. I'm like, who's your best mate? He said, Paul Cox. And I'd already heard of Paul Cox from the designer that I'm working with. She's, she uses him for all her buildings. So there's a lot of like the right people are already in the network mm-hmm. and I'm kind of meeting them sometimes not through the traditional channels, you know, it's, it's through a friend of a friend and it's just, I'm so aware in such a small town that how you treat people really is the most important currency because it just comes back to you in ways that you couldn't have even known. Like, you know, if you're mean or short or angry with someone that comes back too. And so you're just constantly accountable to being your best self because if you're not, then it hurts you because it's such a small place. Um, but it's just amazing. I, I have this dog. So her name's Tiger Lily. I haven't told you guys the story of the dog, but um, you have a dog. Basic. What sort of dog is it? Oh, it's a beautiful dog. Um, it's a mixer. When you're gone. Well, that's you know, it, it, it's an Indo dog, so it's a little bit different to how we do dogs in Australia. It's it's a wild dog that um, that comes it comes and eats and hangs out, and then it just disappears. And then you don't see it. And then it comes back and they kind of. So three years ago, Anik and I came here and I was surfing in a beach, which is about 30 kilometers away. And I finished my surf and I was lying down on one of those sun lounges, like fully exhausted, passed out. And this, this thing nipped me on the hand, but it was like a playful. And I looked up and I pushed this little tiny puppy away and then it jumped over me ran up and down and then it lay on top of me trying to bite my face, like really playfully. I'm like, what are you? And it looks like a wolf. It's got this black face and this big shaggy mane around its shoulders. Like it looks like a mane and it's white. 
It's a phenomenal looking puppy. It doesn't look like all the other dogs here. And I went there every single day with Annika. We drive the extra 20, 30 minutes to go and feed it and play with it and hang out with it. At the end of our time when we had to go home, I, I actually said to the owner, I want to buy the dog. And I was going to see if I could rehome it with Bobby. And the owner said, no, not interested. It's, it's our dog. I said, okay. And I was really sad, but I had to, I had to let it go. It, it had a pretty good life. It lived on the beach. A lot of tourists would go to surf and they'd give them a leftover food. But a lot of the Indos don't feed them. Dogs are like um, they're a guard dog or they're, they're an alarm. If someone's going to steal something, that's it. No love. Um, so I was really sad for it, but I let it go. And then last trip, on our last couple of days, we were hanging out at Coco's Bar. So we'd come back from my land and we're hanging out at Coco's Bar and there's this dog there and I've seen it and it's just, we both acknowledge each other. I'm like, how is that tiger lily? I'm pretty sure it's tiger lily. She's run straight up and just into my arms and we've had this epic reunion. And I'm processing, I'm like, how is this dog here? Coco tells me that, during COVID, the owner died and the dog was dying on the beach. He'd rescued it and brought it back to his bar and him and the guy next door had been looking after it. And now that's what it calls home. So it just hangs out at the bar. The boys live there. Three of them live in the house next to the bar and they just feed her, you know, whenever they have food together, the leftovers go to her. Um, and so I um, was just loving this dog. Coco's like, dude, she needs a home. If you want her, you can have her. I was like, what? So, yeah, she's going to live with us in next year once we have a – we need fences and a, a basic house and we've, we've got this dog. Yeah, but cool. I moved into this hotel, which is next door, right, so I could be near her, and she sits on the front of the hotel morning and night waiting for me. That's I cool. asked the hotel, how much do I have to pay to have the dog inside? They're like, you can have the dog inside. Go for it. People will have their dogs here. She won't come in though because she's terrified of, of Indonesia, Indonesians <clears throat> being trapped in. She's really scared. Because they eat so dogs, don't they? Don't they eat dogs? Not, not in Lombok. They just don't like them. It's oh. like religiously, it's actually in their teachings for young people that dogs are, um, dogs are bad. Oh. And so, yeah, a lot of my friends when they were younger were taught to like hit them and kick them and mm. – and my, my mates have sort of, because of their relationship with expats, have started to realise that that's not cool. Mm. The dogs are actually man's best friend. And there's this really, all the surfers treat the dogs really well. They, they even pat them. Like, they're meant, you know, they're, you're not meant to touch dogs in their, in their culture. Mm. But they've kind of just broken out of that belief system. They're like, what the fuck? Like, you can see that they're such, they're lovely animals. Mm -hmm. Like, well, why are we being taught this? Um, but I put a collar on it. So the boys like put a collar on her because everyone wants this dog. Everyone's coming to play with this dog like three, four times a day. You need to sort of let people know that it's, it's owned. So I had this like moment where I was trying to put it on. I couldn't put it on. It didn't feel right. It felt forced. So over three days, eventually we got a collar on her. I um, went to bed, you know, really excited. Yes, the team's coming together. Cat's on board. Bobby's on board. You have a dog. I've got, I've got my bike. I've got my dog. This is amazing. I go to bed that night, big cuddle with her, see in the morning. Wake up in the morning, she's there and she's in a really weird mood, no collar. 
The collar's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Clearly someone out there isn't happy and, and or they think it's her dog or, you know, I've got some kind of conflict I've got to resolve. I've got to find this person first. Like they've got my number. So surely. Oh, because it's on the tag. The person who's taking the collar has got my number up. So I'm like waiting for the day. I'm like, surely I'm going to get a call from someone pissed off, right? No one calls me. Um, I'm playing pool in a bar and I realize I meet this Aussie guy, legend, really lovely. And he's um, got so a collar around it, his neck and it's the same collar. And he's got your number on it. He's yeah. like, oh, you're Matt. You're yeah. Matt. I work, I work out that he is probably the guy that's taken the collar off because I found out on the grapevine he's been looking after her for three years, paying for any medical stuff. Oh, mate, it's not but yeah, you've come in and scooped it up, and you're like, he's like, dude, uh, uh-uh, uh, nah. Fortunately, we played pool for the whole night and got along really well. No mention of the dog. Didn't mention it, but my brain went, oh, I wonder if he's the guy. I had a conversation with me yesterday, saying, mate, wondering whether you know you know anything about this, and also, I found out that you've been looking after the dog for many years. I put myself in your shoes, and I was like, imagine if you're looking after a dog and then one day the dog's wearing a collar. I'd be <laughs> pissed with we, Matt we, on we it. call their dog Matt, and that's a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had a beautiful conversation. He's like, no, nah, I don't know who took the collar off, but I'm happy to look after it. I think he, I think he took it. But he's like, I'm, I'm happy to look after it in the meantime until you set up your surf camp. I've been looking after her. She doesn't love me. I try to pat her and cuddle her and she won't. So it's really just like I feed her and look after her. I'm getting a puppy in eight weeks. Uh, I'm getting an eight-week-old puppy next week, um, but I'm happy to look after her until you start your surf camp. And the collar's back on. Oh, it's back so, on. So the next morning I woke up mm, after my game of pool and the collar was back on the dog. I was like, what? It's definitely so, magic. Yeah, and then watch, you'll just take it off as soon as you leave yeah. in August. There goes the collar. Collar's gone. Maybe. The dog's Maybe. wild again. Maybe. What about but, you, Janesh, mate? You're on holiday next week. You're mate, on. no, two days. So Friday. Friday we fly out. So two more days. Uh, yeah, USA. Friday morning. USA. Yeah. USA. So, yeah, it should be good. Head over to summer there now and uh, get a bit of Matt's weather. Some mm. uh, some warm weather, warm days, and yeah, two days. So Friday Friday morning, we we fly out. So yeah, excited. Where do we go? We start Maine? actually. Nah, we actually we're not in Maine this time. We start we fly in and out of Colorado. So for the first time, oh, yeah, or a week or half a week, we're in the Rockies National Park, uh, which should be awesome. Um, we're there, and then we head to Nebraska to see in-law, well, in-laws and cousins are coming to um, to oh, to Colorado Fest, and then we go to Nebraska for a bit, and then we go to Minnesota to see more uh, extended family uh, and cousins. Muskoka? No, no. Um, Okaboji? No. Oh no, Okaboji. They sold the boat, so oh. um, yeah. Both Joe and Karen, so uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law, they sold. They just sold the boat, so no, no Okaboji. Probably this trip, uh, maybe, but mm. yeah, probably not. Uh, and then we head to that- Vermont out east, so for a good friend's wedding. Uh, good friend and a loyal listener, Tom, the mm. wedding. So um, um, best man. Congratulations, 
best Tom. man in the wedding, and then I get to wear a kilt as well. Mm. So that's Tom's it. Scottish. Yes. Oh, he's English with some Scottish heritage. Uh, I probably butchered that, Tom, per se. Oh, wow. Well, I'm putting a disclaimer in there. Um, you're you're going to be uninvited from the wedding. <laughs> not really. He's not really. He just he just likes the idea of it. And somewhere, you know, you can get your genetics done yeah. and then we're all of us apart Icelandic or we're all apart. He's just found this, like, 2% somewhere back there. And I can wear a kilt. I'm, I'm allowed. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Yeah. Right. But, Never wear um, pants to work again. I don't. But each of the tartans are like linked to family. Like so, I'm uh, I'm wearing the Johnston tartan. So on the on the kilt, which is now, mate, uh, we, everyone everyone all the listeners want to know. Yes, they want to know. <laughs> Tell us more. Right, Johnston. you, you want to know what's under the kilt? Correct, Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> you know what, like. Well, are you gonna have to wait and see till until after the wedding, right? Wait could, and see. Wait and see. That sounds scary. Are there gonna be, there gonna be pictures? <laughs> There's the wedding, the wedding shot, and all the all the blokes are gonna be. <laughs> bit of bit of brave heart. <laughs> oh, I'm, I can't wait. I cannot wait. When's the wedding? How uh, long do I have to wait for this magical photo? Just the end of the month. End of the month. Um, <laughs> end of the month. So. Um, I can imagine, right, the kilts are all lifted, they're over your head, and everyone's going, oh, I reckon that's Janesh. <laughs> <laughs> Janesh will probably be the only person they'll know. Right. Everyone else will blend into each yeah, other. Like, I'm like, I thought so everyone... Tiny, no, long. I was like, I thought everyone was going commando. He's like, no, that was just a joke. I'm like, oh, this is awkward then. This is awkward. <laughs> the photographer's already taken the photo. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, my jaw's hurting from laughing. Yeah. So it should be good, but it's that final push. And, Matt, you've done this now a couple of times. And, Benny, you'll probably come to it too. This final push before you go on holidays, right? Like, it feels like mm-hmm. I've got two days, but uh, like today and tomorrow. But I feel like I've got 20 days worth of things I need to do in mm-hmm. these two days uh, to make it feel good. And the reality is you may or may not get to all those 20 things. Uh, and it's like this un, at times, an unrealistic expectation of like, oh, I didn't get all this done. So then when you're there, you actually you, you switch off or you don't have to worry about it. When the reality is some of the things you probably don't need to do. Mm, don't need to do at all. Um, so it's, it's Sometimes been- you just got to set sail, Janesh. Mm, mm. As long as you got your passport, your wallet, and for you, your kids and yes. wife. yes. Then you're probably all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I haven't packed. The um, the girls have packed. So, I've um, done a bit of watching. You're a last minute packer, aren't you? I was going to pack like- last night and then I got just called out of different things and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll pack soon. I'll pack. I'll do I'll do bits and is, pieces packing. Is anyone house sitting and looking after the dog? Uh, oh, so mum and dad are looking after the dog. Uh, yeah. And then we've got a few people coming in and out of the house. Uh, mm. Yeah, well, we've gone. So no set house set up, um, but a few people. We've given just sets of mm. keys and gone, look, you can come by whenever you want type of thing. So, mm. Benny, what were you going to say then? Mm, you were going to say something. Uh, something about leaving, packing. You're like, yeah, you would you can, You know, these days, if you haven't got something, particularly where you're going, is you can buy it. Yeah, you can get it there. And, yeah, and it's cheaper than stressing about trying to get everything packed. I took Michelle away probably must have been pre-COVID. 
I think, yeah. Uh, well, pre-government pandemic legislation. Um, so, uh, and it was a surprise. We went away for four days, I think it was, or five days. She didn't know we were going. Um, and all I did was pack her toothbrush. We just took two toothbrushes. Brilliant. That's it, right? And I drive her out to the airport blindfolded. We get to the airport, take the blindfold off, and she goes, ah, oh, oh, we're doing like a joy flight. We're doing a joy flight. And then we, we go through and she goes, oh, this is all part of the, you know, the theatre that, we, you know, we go through the, not the customs, but, you know, the security. <laughs> the we're walking down to terminal number three or whatever it is. And she goes, oh, this is good. We're just doing a joy flight. And then we join the queue to get on the jet star flight to the Gold Coast. She's going, what, what are we doing? Like, oh, what are you yeah, doing? We're leaving. She goes, I've got any bags. <laughs> I've got any bags. I haven't got any underpants. I've got any underpants. <laughs> she said, I know. That's the whole point. And so we've gone on with zero, nothing. All I, all I, and then I, out of my pocket, I got, but I got your toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we just landed on the Goldie with zero bags. And, and I, my plan was we were going to go to the op shop and get just get some bits and pieces to get us through the week, right? And um, we were going to go no. buy some underpants. But um, so, yeah, and uh, we were that's not Michelle's. Yeah. That's not Michelle's <laughs> plan. It was expensive at the op shop. It's expensive so at the op shop. We actually got, went to Cotton On and just bought some t-shirts and some shorts and stuff at Cotton On, um, and that was it. And so we lived for five, four or five days. I don't know what we spent, a couple of hundred bucks at Cotton On. And uh, hey, that's Indo. It's the same. It's almost cheaper to just get on there with a backpack because luggage is so, can be expensive on these little flights. And you just buy stuff, mm. you know, buy it. And, and also the washing's expensive and they just butcher your clothes. Mm. So sometimes it's better to just give some money to the local community, get some clothes for where you're here. And then fly home and wash them at home. I've got to say, and, and it is bad for, that we keep consuming things and buying things and, you know, this whole uh, disposable kind of attitude we have to clothing. Bad. But I did buy. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy three, three black T-shirts at Kmart the other day or Big W. This is not on sale. This is standard T-shirt price, $3.85 a T-shirt. $3.85. That's insane. For a cotton does, it feel, does it feel like it's a $3.85 good... T-shirt? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. when you feel. It doesn't feel like merino wool, you know, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't feel like. Does it feel like, like single ply? Is it light? Paper? Yeah, single ply. No. Light. It does. Yeah. But it, it's the kind of T-shirt that you wear once. Mm. Yeah, you just five. you just like, you, you wear it for two days if you put a bit up. You just lost us a hundred followers in a moment, in a second. Yeah, all the environmentally sustainable thinking people have gone unsubscribe, delete. <laughs> but but what I want to point out, <laughs> go go, is what not to do. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So what's what's your no, plan? The, what's your plan with those three t-shirts, Benny? How many times are you going to wear them? I said to Michelle the other day because we're going away, and I said, "Look, I'm going to pack a heap of like black t-shirts. So when I'm coaching, you know, and stuff, oh, I can yeah. just put a black t-shirt on. It all Under. Be good. You look sharp. Janesh looks sharp in his black shirt he's got on there today. And, she, and I said, I need to buy some of those. She said, 
you just bought some black T-shirts the other day. <laughs> You're like, I've thrown them out. $3.85. They're worn out. <laughs> she said, I've washed, just washed them. I said, well, let's see how they come out after the wash. Because three dollars eighty-five, they're probably. And how do they look? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they'll be they'll be like cream. The black's gone out of them. <laughs> back to the it's original. Washed out. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back in seven seconds. He's gonna go get the t-shirt. He's gonna go get the. But t-shirt. Mate, a three eighty-five dollar t-shirt is not worth leaving a podcast to go get. Mm, I know. I know. Right? It's like get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating, but it uh, is. I think funny. that the. If they could make a three dollars eighty five t shirt and it was like not your single ply toilet paper, people yeah, would keep it. people would keep it. Right? Oh, what's yeah, the for sure. What's how's it come I'm out? Not, I mean, I can actually see you through that shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's like, made... pretty fine. It's fine. Yeah. But it's lightweight. That's the new lightweight. lightweight. Did you go down did you go down a size? I did. That's... I went medium and it's actually a bit big. Mm. They're, made, they're made for the standard sized. Yes, I would say with the single ply t shirts, I tend to go a little bit tighter because it makes you look better. Mm. Yeah, I do like it to be a little tighter. Mm. Tighter than the gun show. But, but it is a little bit um, demasculating when you have to get it like small <laughs> to do that. I hate that. Yeah, it's like let go of. It's baggy. Yeah, see, Ego probably said, nah, we're not getting a small. We're going to get a medium. We'll fill that out. And then you put it on and you went, damn, should have got the small. $3.85. Go get another. <laughs> <laughs> I just paid someone to wash that and iron it. It probably took it five minutes to iron it, but, you know, X amount an hour. It just used to throw it across your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that'll uh, magically disappear uh, and be washed and the what the washing is cost more than the t-shirt yes yeah. yeah now speaking of clothing the other thing i want to point out is see my hat it looks groovy i look hardcore i look rugged i look american mm. bush yeah like you might have an ak-47 on your back you know ready to go well, kill some deer with a semi-automatic weapon why do you say that because we're dropping followers right? We're dropping oh followers left, right, and center, right? We're, <laughs> we're on the US fucking blacklist now, right now. The, You're a white extremist or something. I don't know. Oh, it's only plastic. Talking about gun rights. There's no uh, there was no red muzzle on that one. <laughs> um so uh now so I look cool Rudy. But now Maddie, that look. Tell me about why that flat, you know, why don't you- Oh, the flat cap, the curve, the- Yeah. Good question. I used to curve, Ben. I always did the curve, um, sporty heart. And then I started surfing and skating. It's all about flat, flat. Why is that? I don't know. It's just, why is style style, you know? Mm. That's just the way it is. Flat. And you, and you can wear it sideways. You, you definitely don't round it in a surf culture. That's mm. like frowned upon. Mm. I do you like the colour of it. You still got your sticker on? My sticker? No, no sticker. Thank God for that. No. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. underneath? I don't understand that. That goes over my head. That's like, I think, a whole generation younger than me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That. Why would you leave the sticker on? I don't know. The price tag sticker. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't get that. What about this? But I get... What about this look? Yeah, you can pull that off. Yeah. We do that. So we do that exact same look when we're riding our scooters. Because so you if you don't, you lose your heart and then you have to do the U-turn. Well, I can't because I have my um, hair in a thing. Oh, your man bun. So, yeah. so, I'd, I'd have to let my hair down. What about you, Janesh? Are you a flat... Nah, I'm a curved. I'm a curved. I like my hats. Uh, according to my wife, I have too many hats. Uh, but they're all Your for different. Your runners. They're, but they're different. Runners do that. But I like different for different for different things, right? Mm. So you have like your yard work hat, um, ones that can get dirty and whatever, and then you get ones that, oh, look, this one looks a little bit nicer, and you got ones that you can run in, and then you get ones that just sometimes just fucking don't fit well. And you're like, oh, that was a waste. You get online. The worst is you get online. You go, that looks good. I like the design. You get it, and then they're like either too deep or something. They sit too yeah. high, or you got to put it on, and like I got to tuck my ears under it, and I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. Um, so I like a good hat. Uh, I always will stop at a store and go, oh, that's a good hat. Um, never like hat. Mm-hmm. These hats never. all look the same, but. They're all different. different they're all fits. different. Mm-hmm. And they all say one size, but they're not all one size. They fit. There's different yeah. fits. and they Depth. Don't... It's the depth, depth, isn't it? It is. Some are shallow and then they don't fit your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like the shallower as opposed to the too deep because then obviously you have this pocket of air that just Sorry. sits there mm-hmm. and it look like, yeah. no, this is, no, no. And you can't pull it down because it's too far. And yeah. First of all, problems never, with hats. Never really been into the hat. Like, not into the hats. And then I got this free hat from Evolve. Thanks, Evolve. Um, Great sponsor. Yeah. But I noticed that I'm getting in the age where, and I'm a surfer, where you get a lot of wrinkles because you got a lot of sun exposure. And I was looking around and I noticed, I did a little bit of market research, all of my friends who look young, who are older than me, they wear hats and they moisturize. And so you started I started wearing a hat. No, I haven't started moisturizing yet, but I do wear a hat. And particularly here, it makes sense. It's 31 degrees every day. If you don't wear a hat, you're getting baked. Yeah. So Ears, though, back of your neck, you know. Like- ears and neck get protected by the hair pretty much. And I do wear, I do wear sunscreen on the shoulders. And I wear shirt. Like I don't even – I'll surf in a T-shirt because it's too hot. You're out there for two hours. Sunscreen doesn't last two hours. You just yeah. get – Burnt. Speaking so, of wrinkles, um, you know, we're doing around the Australia thing. Uh, you know, we're taking 10, 12 weeks to go around Australia. And I said to Michelle, I said, I said you know, what we could do is we get as far as Darwin, zip across to Bali, get a little bit Ooh. of work done. <laughs> stay in Bali for the month, let the healing happen, fly back Darwin, pick up the No one, like, just keep going. It's like, no back. one would know. People would go, gee, that trip's been good for you. What's <laughs> All the stuff. Everyone starts yeah. selling their houses to buy vans to <laughs> in the Kickstarter. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, are you going to do it? You going to come to Bali? I was going to. Uh, my question was going to be: What work would you get done? Yeah. So Melbourne, Adelaide, <laughs> Melbourne, Adelaide, Adelaide to Darwin, and so Adelaide to Darwin. You know, let's say Melbourne to Darwin. We're thinking, you know, a week and a half. Six. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, and then this is the this is the casual forty five thousand kilometers. I mean, four four thousand five hundred kilometers or something. Six thousand, eight thousand maybe. I actually, have no idea. I have no idea. Have you booked anything? We had this conversation last time. 
No, D- didn't you learn from I've Matt? I've got a big shopping list of things that I need to um, buy to make the camper trailer Uber. No, no, no. But like, did you book places? You know how Matt was like, you probably should book. And he's, you know, the one of things you're going to hear multiple times in you, you're like, nah, 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 nah. We can't. I'm, I'm, Western I'm, I'm, Australia. I'm okay. Western Australia, um, above Geraldton, you need to book. <laughs> but below, you're okay. South Australia is free. I don't know about Central. Um, Broome's fine. Go north of Broome. That's, that's the point, right? We're going to get to Darwin, and if it's just all hard. Go to Bali. You know, all hard. We're going to go to Bali. Or Thailand. Now, I'd love to do another couple of weeks in, in Thailand. What mm. I'd love to do. I said to Michelle last night, we don't, don't do the facelift thing. Instead, we could go and do, um, I'd love to do a month of like boot camp. You know, like Biggest mm. Loser? Mm. You know when you see them and they yeah. eat every day and they eat, you know, mm. super clean. And, uh, I'd love to do that. Not one of those, you know, woo-woo ones where, you know, get up when you feel like it, mm. go for a walk in the forest. Come back and we'll do some yoga. Um, then we'll have some fruit. No, I want one of those ones where they get you up at like six. Yang, on, classic. On, you know. Hardcore boot camp. Come back, an hour of stretching where you get some big dude and he's got your legs and he's, you know, and then then you eat breakfast and it's the breakfast. Which is just super, just six different types of animal. Fruit. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah, the full animal animal spectrum. And then it's like weight session and then, you know, a massage with one of those big Russian women that, you know, chopping you, slapping you with branches. Um, One of those, you know, like, and just a whole month of that. What did Michelle think about that? She said, that'd be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be um, in the, the jungle. Doing yoga, yeah. stretching. Yeah, when she wants to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm on holiday. I don't want to be waked up. <laughs> you go do you. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, mate, I've just plugged it in for you. It's going to take you one day and 15 hours to do that, <laughs> not a week. And it's 3,740 kilometres. Mate, he's going to take his time. He's going to stop every 20 minutes. He's going to stop for every 20 minutes between here and Adelaide. He's not because when he puts it into Google Maps, he's going to – He's going to know what he has to beat. He's got to get there before it says it's possible, which means he has to do it in one day and 14 hours and 49 minutes. But you can get Melbourne to Melbourne to Adelaide in one day. I've done Melbourne to Adelaide in one day. Oh, yeah, Melbourne to Adelaide. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, is it, do you say Adelaide is 3,000 days? No, Adelaide is like maybe 1,000. Yeah. Oh, not even. You're talking Darwin. No, the, yeah. This is 3,740 from Melbourne to Darwin. Yeah. All right, yeah, Melbourne and Darwin, you would want to take your time. You it's would. a long trip. Well, you would. Yeah, well, there's lots to see. Mm. Yeah, lots, of, lots of places to stop over. Did you get your uh, heater upgrade done? I, on this weekend, I put it in the calendar and, and um, did a calendar invite to my brother. He hasn't seen that yet. So um, you're gonna do, you, you guys going to do it yourself? Yes, yeah, it's a DIY job. Mate, didn't you say, uh, we were talking about this last time when we were in Lawn, you're like, nah, I'm just I'm going to get someone to do it. Um, And then you were like, oh, it's easy. I'm like, you were going to, I'm just going to get someone to do it. But now you're going to do it yourself. Is this, is, so this is this weekend, is this going to be a uh, another electric brake situation, my friend? Is this? Yeah. <laughs> time will tell. <laughs> 
Ben won't tell. Time will, though. So those those <laughs> listeners, um, I know uh, in line on the list is on the electric brake situation, right? So uh, we all buy campers around the similar time. We're about to get electric brakes put on, right? And um, Ben's like, oh, I'm going getting the red arc put in. And he uh, calls me and he goes, mate, tell me how you put this in. And I'm like, oh, did you get the wiring harness and all of this? He's like, no, 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 no. Mate, the range, it's, it's just plug and play. I'm like, I don't, I don't think it is. Because no, no, it will be, it will be. And, go, and it was like at seven o'clock. He calls me, he goes, mate, an hour is we're going to be done. And I just put mine in the day before, and I probably took, I reckon, close to four or five hours on it. I go, oh, I don't know, okay, mate, you miss. It. And he was like, it was too late. You couldn't buy anything. You couldn't go to stores, right? And they call him at eight o'clock, and he's like. It's one little plug. Maybe we unwire it and then I go, and then I go, so you're not done? He goes, no, no, no. We've still got 20 minutes on the clock. Call him at 8.30. No answer. And uh, I, get a, I get a reply. I get a, I'll look up the text. I was like, fucker or something like that. <laughs> and then he, and I'm like, so how'd you go? Is it done? And what did you, what tell the listeners, Ben, at that point? I'm not going to go any further. I need you to fill in what, what happened next. Well, <laughs> Jim and I had all the dash out because I was sure it was just going to be able to plug in. And we're in the dark. It's cold. We're out on his, on his front thing. And Michelle didn't know because it was all a surprise. So I'm doing this all under, you know, so time was of the essence because I meant to be in Frankston shopping. Like, to her car too. Yeah, to her, to car, her right? car. This is her car. <laughs> anyway, so it was, all, it was all, there was lots of pressure around that. And then we've got all the dash and we just... <sighs> It just it was we just could not we could not get this sucker to, to fit, and it was ten thirty now. Shops are well and truly closed. I've messaged her in the meantime saying, "Oh, I'm just going to go and catch up with my brother after shopping, having a cup of tea with you know with Jim." And then um, anyway, ten thirty I go, and I got to pick up the trailer the next day. So at ten thirty I start texting mates, "Mate, can I borrow your car? Because I know that they've got a they've got a caravan, so their cars would have had this electric brakes." Anyway, <clears throat> no one responds and I get home and I'm about to climb into bed and there's this bing from my good mate Ash saying, yep, uh, mate, what do you need? So then I have to get out of bed and Michelle goes, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just making a phone call at 11 o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so Ash very kindly lent me his car. So and you end up getting a, Did you end up getting a professional to fit that or did you go get the parts and do it yourself? What happened yeah, there? So I did actually get a professional uh, <laughs> uh, and the pre- professional auto elect took nine hours to mm. um, because you had to remove, you know, spare wheels, pull seats out. Uh, it was a bigger job than anyone. So that, that plug and play because it's a rangey became a, it's a rangey, so it takes an auto elect, a trained professional. Became plug and pay. <laughs> plug and pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, well, on that note, boys, what do you reckon is the take-home for today for our listeners? Here is the take-home for our listeners. It is Janesh. Oh, mate, I was hoping that I'll be on there last night. I would say it. Oh, the current takeaway is... Whatever you say will stimulate something. I know. I'm just trying to think of what I'm trying to wrap up what we what we talked about. On well, there was a lot of catching. My, there was a lot of catching up. Yeah, go Benny. Here's my take home: is um, that it'll all work out. That there's always a way. Mm. Uh, and if push comes to shove, 
there's always Big W three dollar eighty five t shirts. <laughs> oh God! Don't let that be the takeaway. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, there's all. It always will work out. And I heard this a while ago from a good friend that uh, <clears throat> it's always good in the end. And if it's not good, it's just not the end. Oh, mm. that's good. Yeah, mm. I'll leave good. it at that one, Maddie. Maddie. Um, yeah, I'm liking this vibe. Sometimes you just got to breathe and let go. Some of those things that you're stressing about, all the to do lists, the things that I haven't done, they're getting in the way of the reason why, you know, or the thing that you're going to do, which is really you're leaving to seek peace, mm. to have a, a break from all that overthinking. Um, yeah. And it's that addiction to certainty. But actually, if you're certain all the time, you're bored. So allow yourself to be a bit uncertain and move into the unknown and know that there's a $3.85 T-shirt if you need it. Mm. And it's all going to be all right. Mm. And we wanted to, as we wrap up, just thank Big W for their sponsorship of the show. Yes. Today. But didn't you say and Kmart? Woods and Kmart, North Face, all North that. Face. We're happy to uh, get your uh, your free stuff, please. And thank you. Janesh and Ben will wear North Face. I'd prefer the flat cap evolve. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right, everyone. Till next fun. time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.